I 100% have always had it and I used to not trust it. I'd be like, Oh my gosh, you just yep. made that up. Like what? Yep. There's no way. And then I, once you start using it and you start like calling it out, like in yours, like, Oh my gosh, this is right. This is right. Okay. Keep listening to her. Then she shows up and she's louder. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. All right, everybody, we've got my dear friend Kayla Kraft here, and I'm so excited for this conversation. We are going to get into some juicy stuff. So thank you for joining us. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. Thank yeah. you. So as you know, we jump right into rapid fire. So Let's do this. I'm Whatever ready. first comes to mind. What is something you're grateful for right now? Um, my daughter, Charlie. She's oh. so imaginative and creative and she just is amazing. I love that. What is a guilty pleasure of yours? Whether or not you feel guilty about it, right? Own our yeah. things, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I mean, just like binging on Netflix all, like a whole day. Like I know we can do that, but like, I feel bad when I do it. You know? Yes. Anything in particular right now? Um, okay. I just watched my unorthodox life or something like that. Oh, I've heard about that. Oh, I mean, yes. It's everybody needs to watch that. Okay. Okay. It's very inspiring. Interesting. Yeah. I don't do a ton of reality. I stuff, only like but... documentaries. Like it's basically like, it's just showing her life, like how yeah. she left like a really hardcore religion. And right. in six years, she is now worth $600 million came from zero. Like, okay. What? Like that's okay. inspiring. Yeah. I like watching documentaries, like on like showing how people came from nothing to something that is like my jam. Yeah. Okay. I might have to add that one to the list. Yeah. Random fact that not many people would know about you. Um, I hate horses. What? I know. Right. People get mad at me when I say that. Wait, why? Because when I was, I know why. Oh my God. I hate horses. This is a strong statement. I know. Um, because when I was in second grade, my stepdad made me ride Mm. a horse that I didn't want to ride. Like I like already was very scared of them and I got on the horse and I broke my arm. Well, and they're just so strong. Like, you know, they can feel you. And so I think that's where like, I just, if I see them, I will literally start crying. My kids got into horseback riding like a couple years ago and I like, couldn't watch it. I would just freak out with anxiety. Like, and I'm just like, I can't do this to myself. Like, wow. I feel like I'm having a heart attack. Yeah. I just, I don't trust them. They probably yeah. don't trust me either. And I just want to stay away from them until I have very interesting that one day I'll probably like when I'm like 50, I'll maybe I'll like, you know, face go to like a horse therapy center and stuff. And you guys get to fix that. Yeah. (laughs) But for now I live in Newport and there's no horses here. Okay. Perfect. Um, so obviously you are like living your dream life, right. And all the things that you do business-wise, all of that. But if you couldn't do what you're doing now, like what kind of job or career did you like, have you always thought would be like super interesting? I would 100% be a lawyer. Like okay. I would, I, I want to like fight. Like I love arguing and okay. I love I, like stating my case. Yeah. So I feel like I would be like a, you know, 
a really, really good, like DA or something like that. I used to want to be a lawyer when I was younger. Cause same, all, all little arguer, little yeah. brat, a lot of attitude. <laughs> um, any weird talents or special skills? Zero, nothing. Zero. I, I am zero. I, I don't have any special talents like that. Oh, like, please place. But I mean, like, you know, like some people, like, I could twist my tongue. Like I've never been able yeah. to like tie a cherry thing with my tongue. Um, like, I don't know. I just special. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. what did you want to be when you were little? I wanted to be a lawyer when I was a little. lawyer, even yeah. when you were little, oh, yeah. love it. Yep. Love it. Yep. When's the last time that you cried? Well, yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, I think this morning. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had my cry session today, but it'll yeah. today at some point. Um, the last time you laughed so hard, you almost peed your pants. Oh gosh. Oh, probably this weekend. My kids are hilarious. Yeah. Favorite meal. Favorite meal, pizza with ranch. You got to have ranch. Oh, all right. All right. Bakersfield. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next travel destination? When is my, oh, I mean, I'm going to Scottsdale, Arizona. Well, or, or like, I mean, oh, if, on like the dream out. list, is that like, oh, the ex- okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Scottsdale's lovely though. Um, I want to go to Greece, mm. but with everything going on in the world, like I just, yeah, I will, yeah, I don't want to leave my kids and then Chase won't bring the kids. So, okay. cause he wants to have like a romantic, you know, vacation. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm not going anywhere. What if we kids. get stuck somewhere and like have to, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, like for two a couple weeks years ago. Yeah. A couple of years ago, it was no big deal. Like, you know, to leave, but now, nope. I just, I get too scared. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm it's like, wild. Yeah. So, okay. That's all of our rapid fire. Thank you very much. That was fun. Um, I, I learned some good things too. Um, I would love for you to kind of share, and I know you've shared this many, many times, whether it's on your podcast, social media, speaking, all of that, but like just kind of the bullet points of your story from, nursing to network marketing to like coaching business, switching network marketing companies and all that kind of stuff. Oh gosh. Well, okay. So I was raised by a single mom and she, her and my dad got a divorce when I was five and Mm -hmm. he was a drug addict. Mm -hmm. So she just like went into survival mode at that point and wanted to keep us safe. And my dad ended up going to jail and was in and out of jail until I was about 26. He was in and out of jail. Um, so I always liked it when he was in jail because I, then I knew he was safe and he would actually do really good. Like he would, he was like a firefighter in jail. He ran, he got into marathon running when he was in jail. So, uh, like to me, like it's a very safe place for him. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's going to be a good person there. And then well, we would write all the time. And, and sometimes like, even, even like people who've been in prison, they're like, oh yeah, like I have structure and focus and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like I do way better in right. there. Cause I'm not out like causing trouble. Well, yeah. And then they come out, it's really hard for them to acclimate back to normal mm-hmm. society because they're used to all that structure and being yeah. taken care of. You know, a lot of them come from like, I mean, it's literally, you can go look at the stats. Like most of them don't have like structured family life, you know, when they were growing up. And so they actually like it and they, they Mm -hmm. do better there. Anyway, uh, I'll probably, you know, advocate for some type of prison thing later on in life, but yeah. So we had a relationship because we would write letters to each other when he was in jail. And that's kind of like, um, anyway, just how we built a bond And he spoke a lot of life over me. And I always say, like, I feel like because of his hard, hard life that he lived, I am successful today because he would always like speak life over me. Like Kayla, you can do anything you want. Like, you just got to keep your head Mm. on straight. Like, here's what you need to do, you know? And it was awesome. And I had, my mom was the same way. She was very much like always speaking life over me. Like maybe her life was a mess, but it didn't matter. Like she came over and she's like, Kayla, do you know, you're the most beautiful girl in the world? Like you could do anything you want. And I just really had high confidence because of what I heard from my parents, you know? Um, so, so yeah, so I got into nursing because at 13, I was, I overheard that if you became a nurse, you would always have a job. 
And to me, I was like, yes, because my mom was a hairstylist. So it's very like, you know, inconsistent pay. Mm-hmm. Some, some, sometimes like we would have money and sometimes we wouldn't. And my stepdad was always losing his jobs. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my gosh, job security. Yeah. Absolutely. Stability. Yes. Yeah. Right. So that it's horrible, but that is the reason why I became a nurse plain and simple. And I went to like a special high school where you, you basically got ahead. Uh, so you've got college like accelerated. Yeah. 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 Yep. And so I was a nurse by the time I was 20 and was a charge nurse by the time I was 21 and Chase and I had been married. Uh, like we got married right at 21 actually. So anyways, we had our first kid. Sorry. I don't know how much detail you want me to go into. No, <laughs> you can cut things. You can cut things out. If you're like, Kayla's rambling. No. Uh, but anyways, this it's good to know because I got into nursing and because I got into it for the wrong reason, of course I was going to get burnt out pretty quickly. Right. And I found myself at 23 years old. I had one baby already and I was pregnant with my second one and mm-hmm. I found network marketing and I was like, all I have to do is post on Facebook and I can make millions of dollars. Like, I was like, yes, like this sounds like something that could be right up my alley. Mm-hmm. And because it was kind of like ignorance on fire, like you don't know what you don't know. And I just thought, of course, I'm going to be successful at this because remind you, like I had parents that told me I could do anything. I put my mind to. So I had a very strong belief system in myself. And, you know, within three years, I was able to make a million dollars in commissions And I was just like, mind blown. Whoa, the sky's the limit. And yeah, that kind of started me on the path of entrepreneurship. And I realized that I, I just, I knew I wasn't going to be a network marketer forever. It wasn't Mm -hmm. something that I enjoy. Like people love network marketing, you know, like they live for it. That is not something that I live for. It is a means to get to where I want to go in life. And I wish a lot more people would be honest about that fact you know, because it's, it is a great vehicle because you can learn so many skills while, you know, like to go and then start your own venture. And that's Mm -hmm. what it did. It helped me learn social media and branding and communication, team building, all of the things you need to have in order to be a successful entrepreneur. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's it. You know, that's, that's, and now we have three kids. Yeah. (laughs) And you started your own coaching business several years ago. Um, and in the last year have switched network marketing companies. So built a brand new network, very successful network marketing business, social sharing, social selling business from zero. Yeah. So like how, (laughs) yeah, which like, and and like, granted, like I, I, you know, I did a few years in network marketing and stuff and was by no means at the level where you had been and are now, but like the idea of building up a a million dollar company and then like doing it again from, from scratch, like, woof, that like, that's like exhausting even just to think about. So what were some of the things that helped you to be really successful in like doing it a second time? Well, I, I mean, I had almost 10 years of experience under my belt, so I know everything that doesn't work. Mm. And I had also built, you know, several companies outside of network marketing and built a name for myself. Right. So, uh, anyway, I think I had that going for me. Plus I had a drive to do it again. I, I really did because I have all these network marketers coming to me, you know, in 2020 asking for help. And what got me to be successful in 2011, 2012, is not the same thing, you know? And I hear all these network marketing trainers out there teaching crap. And I'm like, you're not even building a team. Like what, you know, like, does that really work? And so honestly, like it's crazy, but part of me said yes to building a social retail business and walking away from, you know, almost a million dollar, you know, cause my, my income dropped towards the end, but um, almost a million dollars a year, right. Walking away from that, going to zero because I wanted to see if I could do it again. Like, I love a good challenge, you okay. know? And I was, I was a little bored and yeah. I know that sounds absolutely crazy. And everybody no. thought I was crazy, but guess we're what? crazy, right? I am crazy. <laughs> I am crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, it just is what it is. I wanted to see if I could do it again. And I deep down knew I could, but I knew it was going to take different methods. And so many people that were making a lot of money on my former team were not making money anymore. And I just couldn't Mm. handle it anymore. Like my reason for living is to help people. And 
like seeing them suffer and not having something to give them to help them killed me. Like I would literally mm-hmm. cry myself to sleep at night. Chase would be like, Oh my God. Like mm-hmm. you're, cause I'd be like, can I pay their mortgage? And Chase like, no, like you can't come in and save everybody. You're not people's saviors. you know, like they can figure it out just like you did. And I'm like, okay, well now I have this, you know, yeah. to give them. And all of them have been successful. Now all of them have doubled their income. So that gets me freaking pumped up, but you know, it's just the mindset you, I went into it and I was like, here's what's going to happen. And did it happen exactly like I thought? Absolutely not. But I had just like this, like laser focus. Nobody's going to get in my way because when I left, like nobody had left in the top 50 in 10 years, you know, in company. So it riled a lot of feathers and, you know, a lot of darts were thrown at me, but I just persisted until, and I just, I told my team, I'm like, stay focused on the dream, not the drama. Cause there's always going to be drama. If we yeah. focus on the drama. We get more of that. So we got to We got to stay focused on the dream of what we want to happen. And that's what we did. I love it. So, okay. So speak into, and I, and I know my, my audience, they're familiar enough with network marketing, um, and stuff like that, but like what, especially for people who might be thinking of it as icky, right? Like, Oh, selling to your friends or trying to get your, like, you know, people to buy like, whatever, like, how do you, how do you address that? And what do you say to people who have that kind of, yeah. And like, why is it such a beautiful vehicle in your opinion? I mean, it's just absolutely stupid. If people think that, okay, (laughs) like, let's just call a spade a spade. It's stupid. If you have ever taken a brand deal, you know, from Mm -hmm. anybody and post about it, if you have ever posted about your Lululemon leggings or something that you love, you're selling to your friends. You're Mm -hmm. influencing your friends in some way. I'd rather be an influencer than a buyer, right? I want people, I want to influence people's buying decisions. And if I can do that and make money perfect, because that's money is what makes the world go round, right? Like we're all buying something every single day. And of course my friends want to help me be successful. Of course, my following wants to help me be successful because that is the way that I view life. Just like if I follow somebody, if I follow Lauren, I want her to be successful. If she's selling something, I want to promote it. I, that's, that's who I surround myself with. Mm-hmm. And so if you find yourself in that negative mindset, like, Ooh, it's icky. First of all, who are you hanging out with that have penetrated those lies into your mind? Because you need to remove yourself from that and start questioning that. Like, is it really icky? Or are we just like helping people? We're just sharing what we, what we know works, what we know works for other yeah. people. It's happening all the time. And sometimes yep. those people that say that they're swiping up on influencers posts all the time. It's crazy. I'm like, exactly. are you serious? <laughs> yeah. You know, like what? Exactly. But, yeah. I don't try to spend a lot of time convincing those people. Cause I just feel like they don't understand business and they're just not my people. Yep. Uh, I love them. Like they're awesome, but they're not the people that I'm going to try to spend my time with. Exactly. Exactly. So speaking of time and just like habits for success and, and yeah, building multiple successful businesses, having your podcast, family, all of that, like, what does your kind of like week look like? Or like, and I am like saying typical day, like, I I feel like it's so silly because we don't really have typical days, right? Like it's not every day can look different a lot of the time, but like, what, what does your kind of Yes. Schedule look like, like, what are your non-negotiables for, for being successful, staying focused, all of that, like having time with your family? Like how does, what does that look like for you? Well, you have to have like standards that you live by. Right. And I, I just put into place actually this year that if it doesn't make me a million dollars, I'm not going to do it. First of all, like not going to do it. And because I used to do things all the time, like, Oh, I want to help this person. I want to help that person. That is my Mm -hmm. heart. But Mm -hmm. also at the same time, I would find myself like so busy, which is not a great place to be as a mom, because I want like to give my best to my children, you know? And so if I'm constantly like spread too thin, I'm not giving my best to my kids. I found myself getting snappy and all that kind of stuff. So now Mm -hmm. it's like, it was not making me a million dollars. I'm not doing it. Might be a great opportunity, but you know, it's, it's not for me. It can be given to somebody else. And, uh, the second thing that I do is I, I always plan ahead and my assistant Kimmy is incredible. We always question my calendar and we're not scared of canceling things. Right. So like even this podcast with you, like, I know that this is going to move the needle for us in some way, right. It'll help you, but it's also going to help me. Right. And so like, that's how we look at things, but we'll, we'll cancel podcasts. We'll cancel things that it's like, uh, 
it's not really going to move the needle enough for it mm-hmm. to take time away from your family. Yeah. And Kimmy, I've really like, she knows her number one job is to protect my time. And so she, she just is really good at it. She's like, Nope, you're not doing that unless you're getting paid this boom, boom, boom. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Cause I'll yeah. find myself, I'll do it for free. And she's like, absolutely not. Good. Yeah. She's like boundary keeper. I love it. Yep. So I think it's really good to put a support team in place. Like nobody gets to where I am or you are Lauren without having help. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, you have to have the mindset that you are worthy of help too, because I see a lot of gurus say like, you don't need a team and you don't need this. And it's like, okay, that's a worthiness piece right there. Because Mm -hmm. if you feel the need that you have to do everything, is it because you feel like that's where your worthiness comes into play? Like now you're worthy of the money if you're doing it all where I go, okay, how do I put the best team in place where I can only focus on my zone of genius, which is speaking and coaching. Right. And I don't want to be doing anything else. I've put the support team in place. Boom, boom, boom. And being a mom, right? Like nobody else can do that. Like I don't have a nanny and there's nothing wrong with having a nanny, right? People can do that. But to me, I'm like the reason I started my business 11 years ago was so I would be with my kids every second. And, and I'm not going to like go backwards just because I'm ambitious. So, um, yeah, so you got to put a good support team in place and then know what is worth giving up time. You know, so like giving up time with my kids, like, okay, it's worth it to go on a date with chase or like to go on a little vacation with him. We just went away for a week together and, um, you know, but we, we have like certain standards in place. So on what makes it worth it. Yeah. I love that. Cause I, one of the things I was going to ask was about like that, like, you know, quote unquote work-life balance and like balancing family business, all that kind of stuff, which I think like balance it's, it's kind of a myth, right? Like there's a rhythm to it. And, and you just said, it's about like making sure you're really clear on what your priorities and values are, and then being really firm with yourself and with others to keep that stuff, the main focus. Yeah. Cause if the big goal is right to be able to be super present with your family, like not losing, not losing sight of that. Um, absolutely. absolutely. And so yeah. speaking of the relationship stuff, so I, I remember seeing, and, and, um, I'm sure like your, your audience and following does as well. And I'm sure many people listening already follow you. Um, but last year you, you shared a bit about you and Chase going through some tough stuff, which I'm sure with like so many people can relate, obviously, like I went through a divorce last year. Um, and I know just with everything going on in the world, like there was so much like relationships felt a lot of pressure for sure. Um, and you guys, I think, and and lately, like been seeing you share about like how your relationship now is like the best it's ever been, um, which is so beautiful. I would, I would love if you can speak into some of that stuff. Cause I know for me, like one, like I, I feel confident still that, you know, divorce was the right option for, for me and my ex. And like, you know, I'd like to get married, have a family, all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, Huh. Okay. Tell me the things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Chase and I have really gone through the ringer. We've been married for 13 years yeah. and together for 14 and we got together. We got married when he was 19 and I was 21 babies. Yeah. Right. Like before you're like, before your brains are even really all the way formed, we did that. So, <laughs> you know, it was like, what the heck Our all of our families were freaking out. Like, what are you doing? But you know, it happened the way it happened. And what's been really great is that Chase and I had a conversation in 2020 was like, okay, we're not going to stay together for just like this piece of paper, you know, like just because we said, you know, 12 years at that time, 12 years ago that we were going to do it forever. We were young. We didn't know what we were doing, but we decided like we are together because we, you know, we make each other better. And also we're choosing each other. So if at any point we, one person doesn't want to choose the other anymore that we have an agreement to just be like, you know, like moving on, you know, and there's like, there's just that agreement. Like we have to choose each other every single day. And, uh, it was really helpful because it, then it felt like we weren't like in this caged box. Like I have to be here, you know, like it takes that pressure away, but it's like, I want to be here. And it's been really awesome. We've worked with like, uh, like, uh, well, He's like a love coach, Stefano Stefandos. Yeah. Who's been my, on my, my podcast. ex and I 
talked to Stephanos and Christine when we were Hello. kind of navigating like coaches and therapists and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So Chase worked with Steph first for like six months on his own. And then when the pandemic hit, we're like, dude, this is either going to make us or break us. So let's, so this was, this was stuff that was even before everything. Oh, yeah. Cause I know like yeah. when everyone suddenly, and, and obviously like it's a little different when you're already doing a home-based business and you're with your partner a lot and you guys work together mm-hmm. so much too. So, um, yeah, cause I know that like in my relationship, it wasn't like, oh, now we're both home all the time and we're like clashing. It was more, it, everything slowed down so much. And, and the issues that we'd been working on for a while, we got to see that they were still very much there. Right. Once we like really slowed down and we're in each other's energy so much more. Yes. Such a good point. Yeah. No, Chase and I had been having issues since day one. Okay. In 2008. And, uh, it was a lot just because we were so like, you know, he's 19 and he like, he would just like not come home for like a couple of days. Like he'd be like, Oh, I'm staying there at my friend's house. I'm like, you're married to me. <laughs> like, you know, like, so from like day one, it's been like issues yeah. and he talks about it very openly. Like he was a child. Like he, you know, yeah. he had never lived well, with anybody, yeah. never dated anybody serious except for me. So it would, it, it had always been issues. And we had separated a couple of times, like when we lived in Bakersfield and, and also when I moved to Newport beach and I mean, there's, yeah, there's a whole, like, I'm like, we got to write like several books yeah. out, of, <laughs> out of what we've you know done, but it was basically like, you know, he had to decide to be who he was truly meant to be. And working with Stefano's helped him see that he had been really coming from a very insecure place most of his life because he was bullied as a kid, mm. which if people know Chase, they'll be like, what? Like he's this big old, yeah. like macho guy. He was made fun of like hardcore mm. in junior high actually. And so it really messed with his confidence and it was super sad anyway. And so he's insecure. I'm over here. I have dealing with abandonment issues from my dad, mm-hmm. you know, and like, so like all of these things. And instead of like trying to help each other heal, we were just pointing the finger. Like you need to be better. You need to do this. Da, 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 da. There's a lot of pointing the fingers. And what we decided to do was just really hold space for each other. And, you know, every time we got in a fight, I would start looking at Chase, like he's a little boy. And he would look at me like a little girl, like he would see little Kayla. And I would see a little chase and I'm like, okay, this is where he's coming from. He's scared. He's, you know, and it totally helped take down the anger, take down the, like the, ah. cause I was like, okay, like I'm coming from a compassionate, loving, unconditional, loving place. Right. Like where before it was very conditional. Like if he did this, I'm out, like, you got to go stay at a hotel. Like it was that volatile. And ugh, I don't even like thinking about it because it's not fun when we're in yeah. such a different place now, you know, but we've done a lot of work and had a lot of hard conversations with each other. And, um, we hold each other to a higher standard now, you know, of just like how we treat each other, the language that we use. And we also just really make space to just have time to talk, not just like go on a date and like that kind of stuff, but we call it like creative strategy time where we're just like talking about our lives, what's working, what's not working and having no judgment of each other in that, Yeah, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, there's so many things that we work on, but, uh, I think we're in a good spot now and I'm happy <laughs> and he's happy. Good. Too, so. good. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's, and, and it's been, you know, being able to see it kind of very limited, obviously from the outside, like you sharing some of that. Um, and, and then how, how you shared about it more in the last like few months and stuff like that. It's, I've been like, it's, it's been very warming for my heart to be like, Oh, Aww. like, Oh, they, like, they, things are seem better. Yay. Like, Yay. I don't really know what was going on, but I'm happy for them. Um, Yay. Are you an entrepreneur looking to elevate your authority? Do you want to be known as the go-to expert in your industry, even more than you already are? To reach celebrity status and get your message out to even more people around the world? Have you been considering public relations, but you just haven't found the right agency to work with? Or maybe you haven't seen the results that you were hoping for? I get it. Working with a PR agency can be expensive and sometimes you don't get the results. 
At Influence and Impact, we've worked with some of the biggest heart-centered entrepreneurs in the game, helping them to land major media coverage, top podcast interviews, speaking gigs, and collaborate with influencers who are excited to share their message with their audience. We would love to support you in getting your message out into the world in an even bigger way so that you can make an even bigger impact. You deserve it, and the world needs more of you. To learn more about Influence and Impact's PR and influencer marketing services, please visit laurensalon.com. Can you share a little bit more about like working together? Because that's a whole thing as well, because he's, he's very much, as I understand it, like in the like behind the scenes, if you will, of the freaking empire too. Yeah. And he actually just stepped away like two weeks ago from working. Okay. So we're, we're not working together anymore. Um, not because it wasn't working out, but because he started his own company about a year ago and he needed to go all in on that. And I was just kind of like, Chase, like you can't keep working with me because it's only going to hold you back. And yeah. he was like doing it. Cause he felt bad. He didn't, he like knows I want to have time mm-hmm. with the kids. And I'm like, you have to go all in on this because like, it's been, I I'm like, it's been about me for 10 years, you know, like everything has been about me and my dreams. And I'm like, I want you to go all in. So we're in that transition period right now, like actually hiring for his position and bringing in somebody that's like official and it's like scary, but anyway, and he's focusing on his thing and we're actually sharing an office. Now we, we move spaces, but it's been really great to see him just do his own thing. And I say like, if you don't have to work together, don't work together because it literally, I mean, seriously, like, yeah, if you don't have to, like you're just bringing in a whole nother like element where it's like, Oh my gosh. Like you have to see each other's like darkness every day instead of just being in love. And so I'm actually excited for this new season with us where we could just like be like, hi, I love you, you know, and not be like mad at each other because somebody missed. Yeah. Like, okay, let's take like the business hat off and now be like husband and wife, you know, like, yeah. And there's probably still some shifting maybe that gets to happen. Like at the end of the day, like I know for me, you know, I was, in, in my marriage, like so stuck in my masculine and, and being an entrepreneur as well, like doesn't necessarily help that. And so there, there was, you know, I made a shift several years back to be like, okay, like text me when you're on your way home from work so that I can make sure I get all the like critical things done so that then I can like be present with you and I can unplug. And instead of just like being on the laptop and then looking over and be like, I'm still working, you know, like that sort of thing, like, don't talk to me. Um, yeah. so, so yeah, that shift of like, you know, now being like wife, partner, that sort of thing, instead of like, yeah, yeah. business. I think I do try to do that at night. Like at three 30, I usually try to be done for the day. And I try to just switch into straight up, like all mom and wife mode. And some things that help me are like physically changing clothes. I'll either try to take a bath. And then yes. I have this rule where I try to only wear dresses. So that way it just makes me, and then I usually will put on like jewelry if I don't already have jewelry on. And I don't usually wear my wedding ring during the day. And then I'll put my wedding ring on and, um, you know, it's just like little things like that, like that are a reminder, like, okay, hello. It's not Kayla Croft right now. It's wife, Kayla, you know, like chill. And that's been really helpful. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's something that's easy and practical, but the part of it is just like being in the energy of like trusting your man, you know, and like letting him be your King and like you like surrendering to that energy. Mm -hmm. And it's, you got to practice it, you know, because it's not, it's, it's easier said than done. Yes. Yes. That's actually something that I would do too. Like change, even change my clothes, like maybe something, yeah, more feminine, like flowy, that sort of thing to help the energy and like all that stuff shift as well. So I love that you said that because it's such, it's a simple thing. And again, easier said than done a lot of these things, but it can be just some of those small things, like exactly too, like putting on feminine jewelry and just like, you know, getting Mm -hmm. into that zone. So I love that. Um, All right. Thank you for sharing all of that. So candidly too, what would you say your superpower is? 
Um, okay. Or one of several. them. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, or one of them. Hi. <laughs> Very talented. Here I am earlier. I'm like, I have no special talents, but when you say superpower, I'm like, Oh, yeah. I have a lot of those. I would say like the thing that's been the biggest in my business is like into intuition mm. and like being able to sit next to another woman or whether it's virtual or in person and just like be able to know what she's going through and how to guide her out of the, the rut that she's in the darkness that she's in. And like, I just like, will know what to do. Like, I'm like, you're struggling with this. Boom. Let's get you here. And she's like, didn't even have to say anything, you know, she's like, Whoa, yeah. how did you know that? And so I think that's a huge superpower. And I mean, is, I mean, I think that's every woman's superpower right. and the more you use it, the better it gets. Do you feel like that's been something you've always been like good at, or have you developed it more over time? And like, how, how have you strengthened your intuition? Cause I, that's like, I would agree. Like that's one of my superpowers. Absolutely. Like my intuition, my gut, all of that. I 100% have always had it and I used to not trust it. I'd be like, Oh my gosh, you just yep. made that up. Like what? Yep. There's no way. And then I, once you start using it and you start like calling it out, like in yours, like, Oh my gosh, this is right. This is right. Okay. Keep listening to her. Then she shows up and she's louder, you know? So I think that's, that's how I've used it is just like saying yes to it. Like, think about it. Like everybody that's listening in right now, like think about all the times that things have gone wrong because you haven't listened to her. We have a whole list of them, right? We're like, Oh God, we got a whole book on that. But think about all the times you've listened to her and things have gone right. Right. Most, most of the times it's like a hundred percent of the time that like, yeah. Oh, wow. I dodged a bullet with that one. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that, I think everybody has access to that. It's just about saying yes to it mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And then she'll show up more and more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What's something right now that is really challenging you or something that you're really growing through? Cause you know, on, on the outside, like you can be like, Oh, she's got these multiple businesses, multi-billion dollars, the house, the family, like all that. But like, what's something that you're really maybe not struggling, but like, just like challenged by these days. Yeah. I think something that's shifting for me, you'll see is I'm going to go full blown with Kayla craft brand Mm -hmm. and kind of take a step away from mommy millionaire for a second. And, uh, you know, who, who is Kayla without mommy millionaire? Cause if you talk to people, they're like, Oh my gosh, Kayla's mommy millionaire. Like, yeah. and it's like, I didn't make, I didn't want that to happen, you know, four years ago when I started mommy millionaire, but that's just what it kind of, you know, became. And so that's where it's like, okay, like your identity is not in like any of that. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, what is your soul's purpose? And it's about remembering, like remembering that every day. But yeah, I think I I'm going to, I'm working through that right now. Like, and also like learning how to change my messaging. Cause I've always talked so much about money, but I feel mm. a true calling to stop talking about it and to start talking about other things, but it's so easy to go back there. Cause I'm like yeah. good at it, you know, like, and I'm yeah, like, money and like the mom messaging. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's yeah. familiar. Ooh. So yeah. what, what are some of the, um, messages and stuff that you're like that direction you're really excited, like to, to speak into more. Yeah. Well, so I just got a book deal that I'm super excited about. So, um, you'll hear a lot about it in the book. It's coming out fall 2022, but my biggest thing, like, I feel like I want to like scream to the world right now is about practicing neutrality. And it's really hard, especially with what's happening in the world right now, you know, but so many of us are so attached again, and this is my struggle, right? So like whatever we struggle with the most is what usually we're going to teach on. Yes. I'm so attached to this identity of mommy millionaire. Right. And we're attached to, you know, I'm going to use the example of being a vegan, right? Okay. Like a lot of us get attached to that identity of, Oh, I'm pagan. I'm vegan. Oh my gosh. I would never touch me. And it becomes a part of who you are, but that's not, it doesn't, your soul didn't come here with a purpose to be vegan. You know, like it really didn't, um, it's, it's here to learn how to be okay without all of that, without having the labels and judging other people that aren't, because let's, you know, I mean, I judge people that are vegan, right. I'm like, I like meat. What's wrong with you? Something's wrong with you. You know, like me, 
You know, like we go into that, like, I'm, like I'm even, a carnivore. Oh my gosh. Like even on like dating apps. Cause I'm like, you know, doing the dating thing now. And I'll be like, Oh, vegan. I'm like, but I like, I like a man who can cook a steak. Right. <laughs> like, right. I don't think, nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're like attached to that. Like, oh my gosh, if you don't like steak, then who, who are you? You know, <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah. So that's really where I'm at right now is just practicing that neutrality. Like how, how do we get to zero? And, you know, my work is like, okay, I get a hundred thousand dollar client. Awesome. Cool. I lose a hundred thousand dollar client. Awesome. awesome cool. cool. Like yep. having that same response, uh, because whatever is excitable, you can lose. And like, then, you know, you're just repelling things. So, so yeah, I just, I, I get really excited. Okay. So that. how, yeah. And, and that's something too, that like, I've, I've been speaking into a little bit as well, like a again, especially given what's going on right in the world, of course, cause like getting into getting sucked up and like caught up in all the like 3d, like crap going on. Even if you feel really passionately about it, like dropping into that lower vibration does not help things. Right. right. So like, what are ooh, some tips for being able to better practice neutrality? Well, I think it's a fine line. It's like an art of like neutrality and detachment, but also compassion and passion. Right. Well, I think if you're coming from an emotionally charged place, sharing your beliefs, which a lot of people are right now, it's very like anger, rage, judgment, you know, like, and if you're coming from that place, sharing about why you shouldn't do X, Y, and Z right now in Mm -hmm. the world you're, you're never going to get your point across to the world. Like you're, you're so attached to people hanging on your every word and believing you instead of somebody else. And so always question the emotional charge and look at it. Like what emotions do I need to work through right now? Because then like, I can share my beliefs coming from a neutral way. Like, you know, like very, like, "Hmm, I don't care either way what Mm -hmm. you do. Right. Mm -hmm like period, you could do whatever you want. I'm just sharing this from a place of love and compassion and there's no emotion, emotional charge behind it. So there's that. And I think like another thing is just really coming back to what am I supposed to be doing right now? Cause you were obviously chosen for such a time as this, every single one of us were like, this is not an accident that we're all alive right now. Okay. Absolutely. So coming back to that and coming from a place of curiosity and going like, Hmm, I wonder what we can all do together right now. Instead of like, we have to do this. We need to go buy a compound and I'm like, you know, (laughs) like, right. Like every, like I, this was me a year ago. This is like, wow. You know, I'm in a much different spot because I was just really down a rabbit hole of fear and Mm -hmm. it was affecting everything in my life. And I didn't want to live like that anymore. And yeah. So that's what I say is just like coming from a place of curiosity, like, Hmm, why does this bother me so much? Like mm-hmm. what's, what is this doing for me? And it always comes back to a place of fear. Like, Oh my God, I'm scared. I'm scared that my, my thing is I'm scared that my kids are not going to live a life that I want them to live, you know? And that yeah. scares the crap out of me, but also I go, okay, well, their souls knew they were coming for such a time as this. So they must be extremely special human beings. Mm. What can I do to help them become even stronger, to strengthen their gifts even more. And I just go into, into that instead of like, then I'm over it. Like I'm not, I'm no longer in the fear. Right. Yeah. I love that. What do you, how do you think? Cause I know you and I have some similar beliefs about like just certain things and what, how do you think we like make meaningful change right now with everything going on in the world. Cause I, I, I would agree like, yeah, staying focused like on our gifts and, and the magic that we're meant to create in the world and sharing that more. And again, with like love, compassion, neutrality, whatever, you know, even if we're talking about current events and stuff like that, but like, how, how do we like make change even on a small scale? Well, love yourself. Like your life depends on it. Hmm everybody right now, they're like, I want to make change. And I want to go. It's like, go look in the mirror. Right. Like the person who is going to make the most change in the world is the person who loves themselves the most because they are radiant. They are glowing. They are magnets for people. 
nobody is going to follow somebody who is emotionally charged and makes crazy decisions. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like they're just not going to, but I am so attracted to the person who's so in love with themselves. Like, what do they have? I want to know like what's, what's happening here. And so I think that's the most powerful thing. Stop looking to your left or your right and look within and find what is there to love about me? Cause there's so much to love about you. And, you know, you're just going to be so filled up with so much love and gratitude for yourself and for your life. You know, I think that's the most powerful thing. And another thing I've been telling myself is one of my mentors says, today's a good day to die, you know, mm-hmm. and today is a good day to die. And then it just, it's like, you just laugh off the little things and really focus on living in the present moment. Cause that is all that you have is the present moment. Right. Yeah. Yes. So if I were, if this was my last moment right now, I'd be like, oh, oh my gosh, like so much gratitude for being in this moment with you right now, getting to share my truth. Like this is so powerful. Right. And maybe it'll change somebody's life. Maybe it won't, but Hey, change mine. My life is better because of it. Mm-hmm. Ugh, and I love that. And like, and I think one of the things, um, over the past year that we've seen is, just how, how quickly things can get flipped absolutely like completely on their head. Right. Like, because we all feel like we're in such control over our lives and what goes on. Right. But seeing how fast things can change and how dramatically things can change for one. And, and so there's like a lot, could be a lot of insecurity for people and fear for people around that. But then also like made everybody face their mortality in a new way, or maybe for the first time ever. And that can like rock you if you are not living a life that you're in love with, or that you're proud of, or that feels like it has purpose. And so that reaction can be so much of that, like fear and just like, just that kind of yucky energy, you know, getting Mm -hmm. put out there. And so I love what you said about that. Like today's a good day to die. It's like, okay, if you you know, are working on staying focused on your mission and your purpose. And you're like putting your magic out into the world. Like that's, that's the best you you can do really, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's, that's what matters. Um, yes. And not being afraid of like the fact that we all die one day. Right. And, and that should be such motivation too. Well, yeah, I heard something. I don't remember who said this, but somebody said death is what makes life worth living. And I was like, wow, that is so true. Like, it's so Mm -hmm. true because when we face our mortality, like we start to like go, oh my gosh, if today was my last day, I'm going to do this. Like we start to be brave. We start to take the inspired action and start actually giving our gifts. Like we're meant to give them. And Mm -hmm. so I think that like, that's the beautiful thing that everybody can do right now. Listening to this podcast is face your mortality. Like none of us are going to be here forever and your kids aren't either, you know, they're, they're not like. And it's not up to you with what's going to happen in, in their future. Like it's, it's really not what's, what's up to you is raising them to love themselves. And Mm. when people love themselves, they make really great decisions and you know, that's how they change the world. I think so. That's what I'm focused on. How, how would you encourage somebody to love themselves better or love themselves more? Like where, where does someone start with that? Where would you advise? I mean, I think that, that one of the ways that we could feel love for ourselves, cause I know it's like affirmations. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But also like cleansing. Okay. My hypnotherapist, Grace Smith, she always does this thing before she puts you into hypnosis. She says like, imagine a color going through your body and imagine that the color is like peroxide and it's cleansing out anything that is like, like anything that's not serving you a memory, yeah. a thought, whatever. And so you could feel like that peroxide fuzzing and like up and getting rid of it all. And I think that's a powerful thing because so many of us have those little like pieces of dirt that have come in and we needed to cleanse ourselves of that. So we can make room for the love and, and you're like, okay, well, that's easier said than done. You just like, I literally imagine it leaving my body. And when it comes Mm -hmm. back in again, I just say, okay, nope. I I don't want that. Let's replace that with, I love myself. I love myself. And so cleansing, you gotta, you gotta shine a light on what's not working. Cause it's like shining a light on the boogeyman, right? It's like, Oh, it's not that scary. Okay. It's not real. It's a total hallucination. Okay. Thank you. 
that's a lie. We want to get that out of here. So I think that's a powerful exercise. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where can everyone find you and how can people get involved with you, whether that's listening to the podcast, working with you, being coached by you, like all that. Yeah. So you can just listen into my podcast. It's called mommy millionaire and by Kayla craft. And you can find me on social media, Kayla.craft, C-A-Y-L-A.C-R-A-F-T and you know, mommymillionaire.co. It has a bunch of different coaching options over there. I actually have a retreat coming up Mm. for all women. It's called her awakening and it's in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I'm really excited about that. So, um, what I'd love to do for your audience, Lauren, for everybody that's listening in right now, if they want to text me, if they want, uh, you know, all of my daily love texts that I send out, you could just text me the word podcast and we'll put you into my daily text list. My number is 661-491-7447. So text, you know, text me the word podcast and we'll get you some text. And also for the first five people that opt into my text list, I would love to give them uh, one of my books. It's called the habit of leading yourself, a one-year guide to becoming unstoppable. Amazing. So yeah. I love that. That's so generous. And I'll make sure to put the number and all of that stuff in the show notes. Yay, and then last thing, cause obviously this show is all about just living like boldly, unapologetically getting into alignment, amplifying your gifts, your magic. Like what's one key piece of advice, whether that's an action item to take a quote that you love, like a question to ask yourself for those who are listening, who really want to stand out more and live a really unapologetically bold and aligned life, parting word Mm -hmm. of wisdom, if you will. Okay. Uh, that's hard. I, I'm like a person of many, it could be just, you, it could also reiterate something you said before, but if you got something fresh, that's good too. Uh, (laughs) uh, I would think, I would think that the, the biggest thing that you can do right now is, is what I said, love yourself, like love yourself, like your life depends on it. So, you know, the more you love yourself, the more you're going to be able to glow and radiate and really go out there and just be who you're meant to be. So I think that, that we could focus on love. That's my thing is focus on love. Yes. I'm aligned. Love yourself more. All right. Thank you so, so much for joining us and sharing so transparently and just like, yeah, this was beautiful. I appreciate it so much. And so excited for everybody to hear this one. Yay. Thanks Lauren. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice and keep being you because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.